Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. That's a magic number. Morrell going to third. He will slide. He's got a triple. Happy Friday, Chicago. Yes, we are here, man. It's Gabe Ramirez, 670 to score, broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios. Going to be hanging out with you guys uh, right until some Chicago Bulls basketball. And we're going to go ahead and start the show the way we always do. Uh, this is called the Trifecta. You know, these are the top three stories. That have been living in my brain all day long. Sometimes they, you know, it's like a game of hopscotch. Sometimes some some come in, like Tetris, you take some out, and you got to fit them in. And But these are the ones that were left with, all right? So I got my guy Tyler Ferengall holding down the fort today, producing. Hey, Tyler, man, let's get this thing started. The number of the day is three. Cubs take down the Rangers today, 2 nothing at Wrigley Field. The reason why this was top of mind for me was because I love going to day games. One o'clock games are my jam. I feel like, you know, to get in a nice little couple of brews, you get to have the rest of the evening to yourself. But despite all that, still didn't make it out to the game. And, you know, it was a good one. I mean, listen, when you're talking about the Chicago Cubs team and you're thinking, how are they going to win win games, right? What, what was going to be the recipe? You saw it from the very beginning in game one. And this is no different. Marcus Stroman on the bump, pitched six innings. Uh, in the fourth, things got a little interesting. Uh, Dansby Swanson right there uh, for the taking. Ducks on the pond, as they would say. And then Cody Bellinger came up to the plate. The 1-1. Line drive, base hit, right field. Swanson around third. He will score. Cubs lead one to nothing. Cody Bellinger delivers. And the Cubs grab the early lead here in the fourth inning. It's one to nothing. So Nico Horner was really the one that got on base initially, and then Dansby Swanson hit into that fielder's choice. Uh, Ian Howe came up after that. And Dansby Swanson, I mean, steals are up in, in baseball. He uh, got to second, put himself in scoring position, and, of course, uh, that's when Cody Bellinger came up and knocked him in. And then, you know, in the sixth inning, this one was a little more – it wasn't – I mean, it, when you're looking at the box score, it looks like, oh, he, Ian Happ hit a double to center, but that wasn't necessarily the case. Uh, Tucker Barnard got on first. And Nico Horner uh, got up, and Dansby Swanson, after he was the man that stole second in the fourth, he hit it to a double play, but Tucker Barnhart was at third, and then that's when Ian Happ came up with uh, the next RBI. The 2-0, fly ball to center, going back, Garcia still going. Garcia drops the ball. Cubs get a break. A run scores, Happ to second. Cubs lead 2 to nothing. Garcia, the center fielder, went back, reached up, made a little jump, and had the ball kick off the glove and bounce onto the grass, maybe 15 feet shy of the warning track, 
very hard hit ball, but a very catchable ball. You got to go ahead and shout out the Sun for that one. Spring in Chicago was the was the person who got the real RBR right there. As he was heading backwards, he had a good beat on it. The ball just he closed the glove a little prematurely, and it looked like you know he had his shades on. The Sun would just happen to get his uh, get the best of him. So again, Cubs take that two zero lead into the sixth, and then. Pitching, man, it's it's what you thought was going to be able to hold down the Cubs, right? Defense and pitching. And certainly, um, you know, the when Michael Fulmer comes in for the two-inning save, you know you got to feel good about it. You, you, saw, you thought to yourself, okay, bringing him over, allowing him to be in that high-leverage situation, he was going to come through, and he has. And, to, I mean, geez, to go two innings, um, it says a lot. So uh, Cubs looking good. Next game tomorrow right here on 670, the score. Number two. Number two story, Zion out for the playing situation. And and this one was really on my brain for probably a little bit longer than it should have been because initially Zion Williamson, one, there's so many different angles here. One, you you have to – I'm a LeBron hater. I want to be very clear on that. LeBron hater. Mike all day, right? I want to make, make that very clear. But when you see all the clips that have been coming out and the documentaries that are going to be coming out and you think about the amount of pressure – that has been on LeBron James. You know, the pressure's placed on a lot of a lot of individuals, a lot of athletes in a lot of different sports. But LeBron didn't shy away from it one bit, and everything he thought was going to happen did. Right? Granted, terrible percentage in the NBA Finals, but still has championships, still has scoring titles, you know, still has MVPs. And when you're looking at Zion, when he was coming into the league, people thought he was not the second coming because there were, have been others, but another iteration of a LeBron James. And it just goes to show you, again, I'm the biggest LeBron hater. I want to be very clear. But it goes to show you that even if you have the hype, like you still got to be healthy. And that plays a large role as well. We've seen it happen to our very own Derrick Rose and what injuries done did to him. And so you're seeing it with a Zion Williamson. He's out for the, I mean, it was a hamstring situation. Like, you should be all right. That was back in January. You're not 40. You don't have a hamstring issue that's keeping you off forever. So you're 20-something. You should be able to bounce back. And, you know, the New Orleans Pelicans put themselves in a situation to have a really good team. Brandon Ingram, C.J. McCollum, Jose Alvarado off the bench. I mean, they've, they've done a good job of constructing a roster, but it's similar to the Bulls where, you know, you're missing a piece. Not to say that Lonzo is as valuable as Zion Williamson, but it's a piece nonetheless. It just sucks. It just sucks as an NBA fan because you want to see Zion Williamson play. It sucks for Zion Williamson because he's had so much pressure on him and you want him to perform. And it's just it's just bad overall. But you just you hope that something happens and, and the guy can get healthy and get on the court. But, hey, man, th- this is why it's called the trifecta and it's my thoughts that are in my brain because this is what's been racking me up. Feeling depressed for Zion Williamson. Come on. He was number one. Number one story of today. Again, these are in no particular order. It is the fact that the Bulls are taking on the Mavericks tonight. But the most interesting component of this game is the fact that you can't bet a same-game parlay on the Bulls-Mavericks. Now, for those of you unfamiliar with the gambling terminologies, same-game parlay is just basically making a series of bets within the same game, compiling them together, calling it a parlay, right? Well, today, Bulls have no DeMar, no Zach, no Pat Bev. That's three-fifths of your starting lineup right there. At the time, the Bulls opened as eight-point underdogs. Now the Bulls are sitting at five-and-a-half-point dogs. 
And that is because Luka Doncic is still going to play because Kyrie Irving and a handful of other Mavericks players are not, including Christian Wood, etc. But Luka Doncic, now they're saying he's not even going to play past the first quarter. What are they doing? They're a game out of the playing situation. What are they doing? So anyway, so because of all these uncertainties, you are not allowed to make a same-game parlay in this particular game. It's the only one on the entire slate. You can open up your BetMGM apps, your DraftKings, whatever the hell you're playing on, and you can't do it. Now, if you're feeling froggy and you say to yourself, can the Bull, can a Io, can a Kobe White? Because that's what you're really left with. Can the Bulls pull this off? They're like plus 200 right now, give or take. Can the Bulls bench pull this off? Do you believe in Pat Will against the Scrubs? You should. Do you remember last season when Pat Will at the end of the year was dominating guys? The second unit of most people. So, you know, you would think same game parlay, Pat Will 20-some, Kobe White 20-something. That's what you would assume. Either way, game's going on tonight. Again, it's going to be on here on 670 to score. Chuck Swirsky, Bill Wennington, Alyssa Bergamini. They have the call. But if you love gambling and you love uncertainty in gambling, like if you're that sick of an individual like I am, this is like the best game on the slate today because you have nothing that you can hold true for. You have zero idea. What's Luka going to do in one quarter? Is he going to play eight minutes? You don't know. You just There's so much uncertainty. But if you're sick, you think you can predict it still. You sick, you sick soul, you. Yes, I'm talking to you. You that's pulling out your app right now and trying to look for that same game party that I told you is not there. You. I love it, though. And that's why you guys friends with me because we're the same person all right there goes your trifecta ladies and gentlemen right here on 6-7 the score tyler we got to find that close man you know sorry right. i got you though uh so uh shout out to everybody's listening to the odyssey app um i can't stress it enough that the odyssey app itself is not just something to replace your terrestrial radio system in your car it is an advanced form of communication <laughs> that can not only allow you to stream 670 to score, but take advantage of all the perks that come with it. We have our podcasts on there, podcast versions of shows that you hear all day long. You get exclusive content, studio lives, go lives, just a ton of things. You can win prizes for listening to certain stations. So ton of stuff to go on uh, that's going on with the Odyssey app. Make sure you guys download that. Got to shout out the HD2 crew and the people listening on 104.3 HD2. It's Friday, man. Shout out to those of you that got paid today. We didn't. You got paid today, Tyler? No, we didn't get paid today. Right? Or am I just making that up? Pretty sure. That we got paid? No. I think so. Or No, no, no. That's all right. No, no, it is next week. It is I next got week. You. I got you. That's how much money you got. You don't even know when we get paid. Um, I will say this. The Bulls' situation is bleak. Talked to Joe Cowley yesterday from the Chicago Sun-Times. And it's even though the Bulls are making it into this play-in situation... How many more games are you expecting the Bulls to play? I'd love for you to text that in. 312-644-6767. Is it, they're going to end up in either the ninth or 10th spot. And then they're going to play that game. And so the assumption is they're at least playing one. So at the very minimum, they're playing one game. Could be two if they win that first and they play the loser of the 7-8. And then it could be four more at the very minimum. Four more after that if they were to then uh, have to face the Milwaukee Bucks. How many games are the Bulls going to be playing? 312-644-6767. You could, you could text that in. So the schedule goes as follows. Um, the playing tournament for the 9-10 happens April 12th. All right. So 
That's going to be next week, Wednesday, will be that first play-in game situation for the Chicago Bulls. And then if they win, two days after that on Friday, they'll play the second game. So a Wednesday-Friday situation. And then the playoffs themselves, the NBA playoffs as a whole, begins next week, Saturday. That crept on us quickly. The end of the season just kind of came out of nowhere. Baseball season started, and then all of a sudden, bam, that happened. I'm, I'm, see, when Joe Colley and I were talking yesterday, we really settled in on the fact that it could be six easily, but it could also be one just as easily. Where, you know, the Bulls are this topsy-turvy team. You know, they're playing a game against Atlanta that they need, and Zach Levine is saying they just wanted it more than us. Against a squad without Trey Young, without DeAndre Hunter. So what's going to be the case in that 9-10 situation? Are the Bulls going to want it more than either the Hawks or the Toronto Raptors in that first game? I mean, it's very possible, but it's also likely that that won't be the case. So I personally, yeah, you know what? I'm still a homer at heart. So I, I do think that the Bulls feel that they are better than the Hawks and the Raptors. Maybe not the Miami Heat, but they they certainly feel like they're better than the Hawks and the Raptors, and and they can go ahead and win both of those games. So I'm going to say six. I'm going to say seven. Seven games. Another gentleman sweep against the Milwaukee Bucks. No Chris Middleton. Didn't have him last year in the playoffs. Bulls still got wrecked. So I think the Bucks have just obviously proven and shown that they're significantly better than the Bulls. Three-point shooting, defense, and then... You know, that star power with Giannis. So I'm gonna, I'm, but I'm going to say seven. I know a lot of people are going to agree with me, disagree with me, but that's okay. From the 941 says they're going to lose the playing game. Yeah. Again, you can easily see that. Toronto's very good. Atlanta with Trey Young and DeAndre Hunter, very good teams. It just, it just depends on who shows up that day. Is it, is it the, 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 the trio of, of Bulls that puts up 20, 20, 20 to 30 points a game? From the 6-3-0, I haven't cared about the last 60 games they've played. <laughs> I don't think I'll lose sleep regardless of how many games they have left. It's un, it's, that's, see, that's a, such an unfortunate place to be as a Bulls fan. Because it almost feels, no, it feels like a wasted season. Kind of like a rebuilding year for the Cubs before they won the World Series. You feel like it's just a throwaway, which sucks because you you look at the team and they seem very capable, but you also know that they're not capable of being consistent. And so that's the part that sucks. That's what puts you in this, this hell, as Joe Cowley called it yesterday. 773 says, Bulls are looking like the Bears in regards to their offseason. It's more important than the regular season. The team needs serious makeover. They need a real point guard. Yeah. I mean, you got to appreciate what Pat Bev has done, even if you're talking about a true quintessential point guard, someone that can run the offense and not be a score-first point guard. Then, yes, I wholeheartedly agree with that. But they're going to need something else. It's going to be tough. I'm trying to envision a team where the three of them are back next year. Not going to be the case. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Seven games. That's where I'm at. Seven games. Breaks my heart to say it because I wish it were more. But they're just not good enough. So, damn, that sucks. Because now I feel like the texter from the 773 that I haven't cared. No one cares about these next. No one cares. No one cares about the playing situation. 
Bulls beat Toronto 9-10 matchup next Wednesday. Guess what? No one cares. No one's, no one's, no one, everybody's not wearing red on Monday. <laughs> People aren't wearing black gym shoes with black socks on Wednesday when the Bulls kick off the playoffs. No one's doing that. All right. It's lose, lose. Somebody says from the 773, if the Bulls become the A seed, they'll be a warm up for the Bucks. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You're not pulling out your Jordan jersey and calling your boys to go hang out on Friday to go watch the Bulls play the Bucks. No. You're going to be disappointed. Sorry. It's going to be interesting to see what the Bulls do in the offseason. Will it be as exciting as the Bears offseason has been so far? Because there's a former NFL vet that wants to be a part of the Bears offseason. A former NFL quarterback wants to back up Justin Fields. Who is he? His personality is larger than life. But can he be a mentor to Justin Fields, or will he be more of a distraction if he were to end up in this locker room? I'm going to tell you who that quarterback is and what my thoughts are on the top signal caller for the Chicago Bears after the break. Who wants to be his backup? You hear this? You'll hear it next. I'm Gabe Ramirez. It's 670 to score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Hey, happy Friday, everybody. It is Gabe Ramirez. Que lo que mi gente. Now, the voice you heard in the background was that of Cam Newton. And we saw him uh, on Auburn's Pro Day talking about, yeah, I'm going to throw. And everybody just rolled their eyes because no one cared. But then Cam Newton came out and was like, listen, man, I'll be a backup. I know my role. I'll be Carmelo Anthony. I'll be Russ Westbrook. I'll, I'll, I'll ride the bench. I got no problem. I know where I'm at in my career. And then he talked about a series of teams that he would, wouldn't, would not mind coming to in order to back up their quarterbacks. And believe it or not, as surprising as it can be, the Chicago Bears made that list. This is how I feel. There ain't 32 guys that's better than me. But I also know that I could also be a backup. And I'm willing to be a backup. Number one, I'll back up Deshaun Watson. It goes without saying, me and Deshaun Watson's relationship, uh, he was on my 707 All-Star team. I've grown to admire the person, the athlete that he is, going through a lot of turmoil. Uh, but I believe that doesn't, that that's Stop gushing him. over him and, and get to the good part. 
I know I can provide services for him on the field as well as off the field. My number two person would be wherever Lamar Jackson decides to go. Uh, number three would be Justin Fields. Hey. Uh, another C1N product. Um, number four would be Tua Tonga Valoa. Um, number five would be Malik Willis. Another C1N uh, All Star. All right, so representative. Clearly, any of these. Cam Newton had uh, his, his his list of people, but Justin Fields is right there. I'm wondering what your initial thoughts are when you hear something like that, Bears fans. Thinking about Cam Newton being in the locker room, you know, because I talked about this with Herb Howard. We we had an extensive conversation about, you know, what, what a Cam Newton would look like in the Bears locker room. We're, we're clearing the lines right now because I do want to talk some Bears. And I want to give you the opportunity to call in and, and voice your opinion, not just on Cam Newton. I mean, that's really where the, the, the starting point is and what he would look like as a backup quarterback for the Chicago Bears. But <clears throat> what you would like the backup situation even to look like, right? Because the assumption has to be that Justin Fields is not going to play all 17 games. 312-644-6767. Would you want Cam Newton as your backup quarterback? Do you want Cam Newton as your backup quarterback? Because let's be very honest, a narrative that was floating around last year was the Bears need a quarterback, a backup quarterback, that can run the same offense as Justin Fields. So that that way it can be consistent. And who better to be that than, than a guy like Cam Newton who can do exactly that? Cam Newton didn't play last year, but I, want, I do want to talk about some stats of his. Completion percentage hovering right around 60% for his career. Where we would love Justin Fields to be in the, in the low to mid-60s completion percentage. Cam Newton's rookie year threw for 4,000 yards. That's wild when you think about that. I mean, you knew he was good, especially because the second stat I'm about to rattle off. He only averaged over 250 yards passing a game twice. Once was that rookie year where even though he threw for 4,000, he only put up 253 a game. And the other year was when he only played in two games. (laughs) So really it was only once in his career. So you have a guy that doesn't pass a ton in terms of yards per game. Completion or touchdown to interception ratio, pretty consistent. Nothing that that stood out. Still was throwing a ton of interceptions, over 10 every year that he played significant amount of games. Took a lot of sacks and fumbled a lot in his earlier in his career. Things that literally mirror that of the path of Justin Fields. So why not get a guy like that in there? that can kind of tell you what to do and not to do, if he's willing to accept that role. Cam Newton, that is. It's Gabe Ramirez, 670 to score. Taking your phone calls and your text, 312-644-6767. Do you want Cam Newton as your backup quarterback? I get it. He's a stud. He's better than like the backup quarterbacks that are out there. Who would you want him on the team? Let's go to Zach on the west side. Zach, what do you think about Cam Newton? and uh, having him back up Justin Fields for the Chicago Bears? I think it'll be I think it'll be a really good option. You know what I mean? Out of, like you said, the, the backups that's available right now or some of the starters that's available right now, I think he can really, you know, maybe not give you a full season, you know, but he can definitely come in, you know, in, in those games where Justin may get hurt 
you know what I mean, for a week or so and, and really continue to hold the ship. He's an MVP caliber player or was an MVP, so he knows what that's like. He knows what getting to deep in the playoffs and getting to the Super Bowl looks like. He knows what the generational change of the quarterback looks like. And, you know, he can, with Justin's mind, they can put that together and really, you know, you know, Justin can take off from that. I, I think that's what Cam can bring to the quarterback room in Chicago. Zach, let me ask you this. Do you feel like Justin Fields can be the guy to, that will allow himself to be a sponge? You know what I'm saying? Because he came in a situation where he was with Andy Dalton. He says that's his guy still. But he knew mm-hmm. he was the man in that situation regardless, you know? So I'm trying to think about yeah. – I'm trying to think of Justin being in a situation where he comes in with this other alpha like a Cam Newton – does he allow Absolutely. himself to be a sponge, or do you think there there might be some friction there if that were to happen? Well, I think that Justin and Cam both know where they are in age, you know, and it's clear that, you know, Justin is the future. And I think Cam is at that point in his life where he knows he probably just want to get another year or two and maybe step into that tutelage, that, that mentor, and really maybe even the coaching career. But Cam is smart, and I think that he's – looking to pass down that experience and those quarterbacks that he named is the young guns that's coming up. You know what I mean? I mean, what can you do for Patrick Mahomes at this point? He's great. And he's, you know, obviously he has greatness around him. So, you know, Cam wants to give that experience back. And I think that, you know, with his resume, he deserves it. I agree. He deserves an opportunity. I I, I 100% agree with you. Thanks for the call, Zach. I, I really appreciate it. And when you're talking about young black quarterbacks in the league, you know, who are they usually getting mentored by, right? And it's, they're getting going into a situation where there's like an Andy Dalton there. So why not let it be a Cam Newton? Why can't Cam turn the corner and be like, yeah, you know what? I want to I want to be in this role. I want to be the vet that teaches the young the young bulls how to go ahead. I mean, again, you got to deal with a lot of drama. Let's let's not let's not try to minimize the fanfare that comes with Cam Newton coming to your squad, right? Let's be very clear. Fancy hats with feathers in them every single weekend. We're going to be talking about his clothing. We, that's, he's swaggy. He's going to look like a pimp over there. You know what I'm saying? But Zach touched on it. He's been to the playoffs. He's been in the trenches. He's played Justin Fields' game already. So what do you think? Would you want Cam Newton to back up a guy like Justin Fields? Your prized possession? Something that you feel like is just the, the most, my precious, my little toy. Do you want a Cam Newton around there? Uh, let's go to, uh, right here, line two from Chicago Heights. So what do you think about Cam? You think he'd be, do you think he'd be a good backup or maybe even do you think he'd be a good role model? Yeah, I think, I think Cam would be great. I mean, he's already won MVP before. Uh, he's shown that he's got what it takes to lead his team to the Super Bowl. I think other than Justin Fields, I think other guys on the team would also respect him, you know, and, for the most part, too, like he mentioned guys that went to his camp that he's already had an established relationship with. So I think for him to even mention Justin Fields speaks a lot of volume about the guy that we have as quarterback right now. I agree. And he mentioned him third, right? It was like Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields. I mean, that, yep. that's got to make you feel good as a as a Bears fan of where how he values these kinds of guys. But why do you think he wants to be – why do you think he's okay with being a backup? Do you think it's because – he want he just wants to be in the league, or do you think it's what I alluded to earlier, where like he is prepared to be that mentor uh, to the younger quarterbacks in the league? 
I mean, I think he's ready to be a mentor, but if you think about it, like, let's count how many backups actually played last year. You know, it's really often where a QB gets hurt and then, and then the next guy comes, on, comes in. And for him to be on the team, I think he would actually help us, like, to, let's say, not lose as much, you know, uh, motivation going into our following weeks. So hopefully we never have to have our backup come in, but I think he would be – a pretty good option coming in, you know, behind field. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for the call, and and appreciate you chiming in on the situation again. Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score. Leading you into Bulls basketball, starting right at 715 pregame. Chuck Swirsky, Bill Wennington, Alyssa Berg, and many Bulls taking on the Dallas Mavericks. A ton of players out. Kyrie not playing. Luka's going to be limited in the game. There's no DeMar, no Zach, no Pat Bev. Uh, but still an important game nonetheless for the Bulls to kind of get the squeaky wheel out out of commission and kind of do their thing. Uh, we're talking right now about, you know, Cam Newton came out, said there was 10 quarterbacks he, he'd love to back up, Justin Fields being one of them. So I'm just we're, – we're, we're discussing and having a conversation about whether or not you would want Cam Newton as your backup quarterback. 312-644-6767. Got some good text messages out there. From the 708, P.J. Walker signed to be exactly what you're talking about. Hey, it's a great point. It's a great point. He is exactly what they signed him. He's going to be in competition with Peter Mann, as Anthony Heron would call him. From the 219, Gabe, I just can't do it. There's no way I can stand here every week and watch these horrible outfits. I'm good. <laughs> Cam got swag. Let's be honest. The thing about Chicagoans, like, we don't, we, we are not flamboyant in our, like, Hoodie and jeans. That's every 87% of Chicago males. Hoodie and jeans. We're just not built like that. You go to New York, you feel out of place. That's why, that's why when you look at like like Lil Dirk when he got on scene or Chance the Rapper, like when these guys get to Hollywood, they just don't blend in initially because they're wearing hoodies and jeans. Uh, from the 630 said, did you hear what Cam said about Watson? Wrong guy for sure. Yeah. Probably would have saved Deshaun Watson for a little later in the in the top ten if I were if I were Cam Newton. From the two one nine says, You say that we don't expect Justin Fields to play seventeen games this year? Also, why is it that Cam Newton lost me when he decided to make a business decision not bending down to pick up the ball in the Super Bowl? Eh. You can point to certain things. But yeah, I do expect I do expect Justin Fields to play in seventeen games. Do I Am I going to be surprised if he doesn't? No. But do I expect him to play in 17 games? Absolutely. 708. Cam's looking for a team with a quarterback that may fail. (laughs) Damn. Talk about a truth pill right there. Okay. Sean Watson could potentially fail. Lamar Jackson could get hurt. Justin Fields could fail. Malik Willis, if he takes over in Tennessee, that's a work in progress. So, okay, that's that's a great point right there. I love that. I think the only reason he said Sam Howell, too, is so he can get back with Ron Rivera. Yeah, right, right, right. He knows who he loves, who he loved. Excuse me. 312, last text I'll read before I jump back to the phones. Gabe, are you asking if it's realistic for Cam to be a bear or if we want it? It's not realistic. Cam Newton will not be a Chicago bear. Let's be very clear. Zero chance. Ryan Poles is not going down that path. But we can talk about it. I mean, I think he'd be – I do think he'd be – if he were to 
which he can't. That's the press the thing. Cam can't not be Cam. Cam's always going to be Cam. But if he were to really be that reserved mentor, you know, elder statesman, if he were to be that to a T, yeah, absolutely. Bring him in. I think he'd be a perfect guy for that. Better than Nathan Peterman. No, no, Shade of Peterman. But I'm saying, like, I'd rather have a Cam. Let's go to Brendan out in Wisconsin. Brendan, what do you think about a Cam Newton backing up a Justin Fields? Oh, man. No. <laughs> no. Uh, what, you know, what, Cam, discuss, what disgusts when, you the most, Brendan? When you think about that, what's the, well, what's the most disgusting? I'm not disgusted. Disgust. Oh, okay. disgust. okay. no, no, that's a horrible word. I mean, okay. I'm, but naturally, I'm disgusted with Cam Newton. Uh, Cam had a great NFL career, and his legs and his body took him as far as they were going to take him, and his arm was underwhelming. He made – he's not – so we have Justin, who clearly can run can see lanes, can can do the physical side. He's got that in space. Now, we need him. He needs to get better at making decisions to throw the ball faster. Cam Newton was not he, – he has nothing to offer in that category. He was not good at it. He, he had a, an entire career that when he had excellent players around him, he was generally the reason why they didn't succeed at the level that they should have. They had great defenses. They had amazing wide receiver, uh, a hell of a um, tight end that's going to be a Hall of Famer and should have a Bears jersey on when he goes in. But it's Cam Newton is he's I think he's overrated yeah. as a mentor in this state or in this climate. Like Cam brings nothing to benefit Justin Fields. Justin has already proved that he can run. Can't can't teach him how to run faster or be stronger or be more. I mean, okay. I Justin already puts it on the field. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I hear and then you. you kind of went into like the elder states. That's never going to be him. So it's it's. And I'm not saying that in a mean way. Or no, I'm just no, you're a realist. You're a realist, Brendan. I totally understand. You're saying that you know Cam has never been that, and so you, we can't envision a Cam that could be that and that that makes sense but you know when you talk about you know what can he teach Justin Fields we gotta remember he's he's Justin Fields after 10 years in the league so there's going to be some things that he can he can instill in Justin like hey when you see when you go on this bootleg you know make sure you're looking at this over here because this was very successful or you know when you're contemplating running this is the point when you should decide to throw it away or, you know, this is as far as you can go. You know I mean? You know, still threw for th- over 3,000 yards in eight seasons. That's impressive. So there, there's still, there's something there, right? He's taken a lot of sacks. He, so he can kind of tell you where things could. I mean, I see the pros, but there are most certainly cons as well to having a guy like Cam Newton in your locker room. But again, I think we all can agree Ryan Poles ain't bringing Cam Newton to the Bears. Come on, stop it. Could you imagine him wearing like a brown, furry fedora? Again, <laughs> our producer Tyler shaking his head. He shows up in that little red you know, riding hood outfit. Yeah, you know, it, you know it would happen. It's too cold out here in Chicago. Yeah, that's a terrible Cam Newton. I don't even know how he sounds, but it's cold in Chicago. Imagine the outfits he'd have. Oh, my gosh, it'd be fantastic. All right, uh, it's Gabriel Ramirez, 670 to score. Uh, there is a final 
for the Chicago White Sox game. Were the Sox able to hold the team under 10 runs? And what, did they get the victory versus the Pittsburgh Pirates? We'll discuss that game on the other side. Don't go anywhere. Again, Bulls basketball kicking off at 7-15 right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score. The number 13 was magical for you. That was your jersey number when yes, you played. Uh, 13 was magical for the Giants in this series. 13 home runs in three games. I can't believe it. Well, nobody killed. You know, we drew uh, a bad man when they come in town. You know, it's going to be a, a good series, but you never thought a team like this. Yeah. Say early, in, early in the show, that was surprised how good or bad they are. Yeah. And every ball, I don't think it was a chili home run, too. That was a bombs. Oh, yeah, they crushed they them. They crushed the ball. I don't know. It's a funny thing. I, I told Ryan and say, well, you know what? Copy was facing them. It was tipping pitch. Lynx was tough. And you know, guys, good stuff right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way baseball is. Ozzy again talking about the show of strength from the San Francisco Giants. <laughs> During their series earlier in the week, in the week versus the Chicago White Sox. But the power continued, man. It's like... I mean, listen, I get it. Pittsburgh's off to a hot start relative to the seven-game series or seven games that they've played so far. They're 5-2 and two after the victory today against the White Sox. They went 13-9. to 13-9. to nine. The most frustrating part about this is the fact that whereas in the games against the Giants where the White Sox tacked on runs in the latter, latter stages of the game, in this one they were winning. They had seven runs in the fifth. And the assumption there would be that, you know, the White Sox would be in, in a good position. The game lasted two hours, 48 minutes. The Cubs game was two hours and 17 minutes. That's wild. 2.17? You went to a 1 o'clock game and you were out before 3.30? That's wild. Uh, anyway, um, so the, the White Sox, again, you know, they started off all right. Top of the first, T.A. does what T.A. does and hits a double to deep center. Then uh, Luis Robert lined out. T.A. stole third. And then Andrew Vaughn. Did what he gets paid for. That's why he's in the position that he's in, so that he can replace Jose Abreu's stats. And he drives in the run, socks up one nothing. You go over to the bottom of the second. Carlos Santana right out the gate hits a homer. Giolito, man. When you're when when I me as a Sox fan, when I'm trying to think about Lucas Giolito and where I place him in terms of great starters in the league, or just you know starters in the league in general. He's definitely at the beginning of the bell curve. Whereas he once was on the far right side, an outlier, a guy who sucked and then came back, fixed his rotation, you know, changed his delivery, and then he became this outlier. But now he regressed not even just to the mean, but back to probably where he was initially. After the homer, gave up two doubles back-to-back to give up the lead 2-1. Then in the top third, very next frame, Luis Robert Jr. homers, brings in T.A., who got an, who was on base with another single, and then Jake Berger. The guy, I spent 10 minutes talking to Scott Merkin yesterday about Jake Berger and how I've been such a big fan of his. And, you know, can we get him some more at-bats? And look what he does. In for Eloy Jimenez, goes deep, a 433-foot bomb to left center. Drove in Yoan Moncada as well. Sox were up 5-2 to two after three. Excuse me, after the top half of the third. Pirates get one back in the bottom half of the frame, five to three. And then in the bottom of the fourth, things start to get a little rocky. 
after a couple singles, O'Neal Cruz drives in a run. And then right after that, I mean, you would think single, single, or three singles in a row, you might want to get the guy out of there. Like, I understand it's the fourth and you got the lead, but you want to win a game. Brian Reynolds comes up after that. Bomb. 436 feet deep center. Pirates take the lead 7-5 in the fourth. Sox battle back. Luis Robert again. Bomb. Deep right. T.A. going three for three on the day. Gets another run. Added on to his tally. Sox tied up 7-7. Then in the bottom of the fifth. Just couldn't do anything. Those are the worst kinds of games to go to as a fan. You think your team is just glorious. There are these warriors that keep fighting. And then in the bottom half of the inning, you give it up. It's the worst game to go to. Tied at seven, going into the bottom of the fifth. By the time the Sox get out of the inning, they're down 12-7. Jake Diekman doesn't do anybody any favors. A guy who I praised a couple of days ago. But that's what you that's what Jake Diekman is going to do for you. He's going to come in some games and look masterful. And then he's going to come in some games and suck. It's exactly what you're going to get from a guy like Jake Diekman. And it's just unfortunate it happened to happen. Jimmy Lambert comes in, gives up the triple. 12-7 by the end of the fifth. No more runs to the eighth. Pittsburgh tacks on one. And then in the top of the ninth, Sox put a couple more on the board. End up 13-9 losing the game. Tough. Pirates were plus 110 to win that one. Over under at 8.5. Crushed. White Sox, man. The assumption was that the pitching, I mean, right? That's all you heard. Pitching. Oh, Sox got one of the best rotations in baseball. Best rotations in baseball. Best rotation in baseball. This is the kind of, these are the kind of things that we say to our teams here in Chicago that gets them in trouble. Justin Fields got one of the best quarterbacks in football. DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine got some of the best scorers in basketball. Like, these are the things that we say about players. Roquan Smith, best linebacker in football. Like, we do that. Jaquan Brisker, kidding me? Kyler Gordon, huh? Kid's a stud. Like, these are the things that we say. And it comes back to it comes back to bite us in the ass every single time. You really can say, though, that Dylan Cease is one of the best pitchers in not just the American League, I think in the entire league. The rest of the rotational, that's a big question mark. You're absolutely right. Tyler, I mean, Dylan Cease... He, but but even Dylan Cease has had to battle to get to that point. It's not as though he was a stud from the very beginning. He had his games where one would be a, again, master, he was like Jake Diekman, a masterful outing, and another one would be a dud until he became consistent You know, within the last year or so. But you're right, the back half of that, and that's that you got lucky with Dylan Cease. You got lucky. Thank the freaking stars. That you got a Dylan Cease thrown into the trade with Eloy Jimenez for a Jose Quintana. Like, thank the heavens. So then after that, you know, you're looking, like Lance Lynn, yes, he's a workhorse. He's a pit bull. Got it. Yes, I get it. That doesn't mean he's not not inconsistent. He's inconsistent. It's okay. It's okay to be, like, we can, it's okay to say that nobody's hating. Giolito. He's not inconsistent. He's very consistent. He's below average, and he has been. Michael Kopech, he's where Dylan Cease was at two years ago. You're just you're not sure what you are going to get. And again, to be very clear, 
his last outing an outlier because he hadn't given up seven runs all year last year. The most runs he'd given up, six. So I still have high hopes for, for Michael Kopech, of course. But the rotation itself, man, damn. Giving up all these runs like that, that's got to be nerve-wracking and scary if you're a Sox fan and if you're a member of the Chicago White Sox. All right. Oh, I love all the text messages that have been coming in. I, I can't wait to read those during the break. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, Chicago underscore Gabe. You follow me right now, I'll follow you back during the commercial break. Um, when we come back, Bulls again taking on the Dallas Mavericks. Seven fifteen pregame begins. Chuck Swirsky, Bill Wennington, Alyssa Bergamini. Uh, I'm going to take a little, a small little deep dive back into the Chicago uh, Bulls after the break, so we'll discuss them leading into that situation. But again, you follow me, I'll follow you back, and then we'll talk some Bulls as I lead you into the pregame. All right, it's Gabe Ramirez on a Friday right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Happy Friday, everybody. It is Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score. Again, leading you into Bulls basketball that kicks off at 715. Chuck Swirsky, Bill Wennington. Alyssa Bergamini on the call. Bulls taking on the Dallas Mavericks tonight. A ton of people just out, and, and it seems like the NBA is, is just confused as to what's going on in Dallas. No Kyrie Irving tonight. They're saying Luka Doncic is only going to play the first quarter, and then there's a handful of guys that aren't playing for them. But if they lose today, they're out of the playoffs. Like They're just completely out of the playing situation, uh, trailing OKC by a game. So it'll be interesting. And then, you know, I was talking to Alyssa, who's in, in studio right now, Hey, and <laughs> put your headphones. You know I'm going to talk to you when you're in here, so you might as well just put your headphones on. You're not getting any work done while you're in here. Um, the line has been moving like crazy on this Bulls game. It started off at eight points. Bulls were eight point underdogs, and then it when my show started today, the Bulls were at five and a half point dogs, and right now they're at two and a half. So the line's been moving aggressively, and if you were to go. A second ago, I was saying that they weren't allowing any player, uh, excuse me, same game parlays. But now they, uh, they, they're allowing you to do it, but without any individual player props. You can't find like scoring points and things like that. So, Alyssa, I know you're going to have, because you, you have the real pregame that's happening in a second. Yes. But it's going on up. The, um, when you're looking at like player props in a game like this, who would you have been <laughs> like leaning towards? Because in my mind, I'm yeah. thinking Pat will is going to score a lot, right? Here, I'll, yeah. I'll be the I'll be the okay. casual let, fan. You let be me the expert. hear yours. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I'm like, Pat will is going to dominate. Going to get a lot of minutes. They're going to give him opportunities. He's going to want to impose his will on what is seemingly a second unit for the Dallas Mavericks. So that's the assumption. Pat will mm-hmm. over 18 and a half points. I'm looking at Kobe White, two three pointers for sure. Okay, that's what I was going to go with. Okay. So hopefully these player props pop up. There's still 30 minutes to game right, time, right. so I'm baking on that. Um, Kobe White, he has gone 18 of 33 from beyond the arc over his Damn. last three over his last six games. So even if there was two and a half, one and a half, three and a half, I was going to go Kobe it. White threes. Okay. So he has an opportunity tonight to you know make those shots. So here I am, constantly updating BetMGM right now, looking for a player prop, but I might have to change it up and go with a, a first half spread, maybe for the Bulls. They uh, you know, these past few games have been starting out slow offensively, but yeah, okay, that's a good go one. There. Like first quarter, because the Bulls, I think, in the first quarter, they're uh two two point underdogs. Yes, but and it's going to be a different nine and a half. That's wild. 
I've changed my script so many times today. That's so funny. Um, but I do think that they will cover. I even thought that, you know, open at nine and a half, then it was eight and a half, and now it's at two and a half, and that could change again. And then the total that keeps dropping. So right now it's at 215 and a half. Mm. It opened at like 228. I, don't you think that with a new starting lineup, that guys are going to be like, it's going to be a little bit more of like an all star game feel yes. than it is like an intense defensive battle? Right. Between the the Mavs and the Bulls, so because I mean, let's be honest. I mean, there's still guys that can put up points. Vooch is still playing. Yeah, he might have a big game too. So yeah, I mean, they might limit his minutes. Right. You know? So so maybe you bet the under on a Vooch though. You know, because the, the last time we talked, I was <laughs> right, but I was wrong. I was right because Zach only played oh, like yeah, 29 minutes, this. but he scored 30 some points. In I think you were minutes. going with the under yeah. on Zach, yeah. and it was at like 33 and a half. And I remember looking hit. at yeah. that. Um, that was frustrating. But there's guys that can score. Like I said, Vooch is going to be scoring. Mm-hmm. Caruso is going to score. So I know you like to take a player prop from someone from the other team when you do yes. these. So who were you looking at? <laughs> that's, that's, it's, it's been an interesting day. Um, but I was looking at Tim Hardaway Jr. because okay. over his past four games, he've, he's averaging 20 and a half points. So again, like a lot of guys are out tonight and it gives these other players an opportunity to put up points. So I was looking at him. I have right now to win the tip, Nikola Vucevic is minus one sixty five, which you're not going to get much with that. Dwight Powell at plus one twenty. There's three three okay. pointers made in the first three minutes of the game. That's at plus one ninety. Ooh, that's I a good one. I, yeah, like I kind of like that one. You like the really you I like, like crazy the plus stuff. Yeah, money yeah. with lots like, on I, the line. I, I I made one same game when I finally could make a same game parlay bet. I pulled it out just because I just you know who doesn't like to. You love Watch it. basketball with some money <laughs> on the line. That's me. So I only put fifteen bucks on it. Okay. But it was it's plus eleven forty. Okay. Oh wow. I know. And it's only three bets. Bulls over ninety nine points. I think it's very doable. Okay. Like I said, it's gonna be I, I think it's gonna be more of like an all star game. Over ninety nine, I think I like that. Yeah, like one oh two or something like I that. Mean, you know? Yeah, we gotta see some high scoring games then here. I do think the Bulls are gonna win. So I moved the line and have Bulls by five. Okay. So Bulls by four and a half. And then, but then I have because I know the Bulls have been starting off slow. Mm-hmm. I have the halftime full time where it's Dallas Mavericks will be winning at halftime, but the Bulls will be winning in full time. It's just again, it's a it's a sick, disgusting <laughs> same game party. But my fifteen bucks it pays me work. pays me one eighty five. It right? could work. You know what? It, I'm... It, no, that's a, it will work. And I'll tell you All why. Right, we're putting it out there. Yeah. It's gonna work. For Bulls games. are gonna score hundred points. Facts. So we know I that was going to hit. I can't wait to text you after the game. It's going to be like 101 or like 98. <laughs> 99 and 93, 83. I hope not. But Bulls over 100, Bulls by okay. five. Come on. You're going to tell me, listen, and here's my reasoning. Bulls just lost to the Atlanta Hawks without Trey Young and DeAndre Hunter. Yep. Bulls just lost, lost to the Milwaukee Bucks without Giannis. Yes. What was, the, 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 what was the, the common denominator in both of those games? Their teams are still good. Their second unit's still good. They still come out to play. And I'm hoping and banking that the Bulls do just that. That Pat Will, Vooch, Caruso, you know, got Carly Jones, MVP of the G League, is going to come in and yes. drop 15 or something like that. I'm excited for him. I'm excited to watch him. I love also Dalen Terry. Yes. I need to see Dalen Terry minutes. If there's a prop player prop for him, I would take it regardless of what it was. Dalen I just Terry, like his energy. What would you play it at? It'd probably be like three and a half. Uh, yeah, it'd be it'd be pretty four low, and a half, four and yeah. a half. It'd probably Maybe be four. Oh, and yeah, half. over four and a half. Dalen Terry. There's some good, but he'd be a good rebound prop guy. Yep, because he he attacks the rim well, and and you could see him getting there. You look at a uh, there you go, Andre Drummond. 
over on the rebounds, whatever that might be. It just sucks that they're not giving these props away. I am, I've never refreshed so many times. To try to see something. I'm new. like, is it on my phone, computer? <laughs> I'm also bummed because I made a futures bet beginning of the season for Bulls to win. It was over 42 and a half games. Oh. <laughs> and I, it was that. Oh. So they're 38 and 42 yeah. on the season right now. You lost that one already. I lost it. And it's I, I it was sitting in my bet slip for what? Since October. And you have to look at it knowing that it's not going to And that was cash. just gone. Yeah, I understand that. I'm sad. The, 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 the problem with that one was most Bulls fans thought, well, the Bulls ended up 500 last season and they should be better. Yes. So the and assumption was that they would. Yeah. But unfortunately, the Bulls are in the predicament that they're in right now. Uh, playing games begin next Wednesday, 9 versus 10. That's the situation the Bulls will find themselves in. And then if they win, they will play again on Friday. And then the NBA playoffs begin April 15th. Without us going into, you know, what fate the Bulls will have in these next week or so, I would love to hear your thoughts, Alyssa, on mm-hmm. who are your favorites to come out of the East and the West, because, you know, you do call these Bulls games and you, you are up on the NBA more I than do. most. So who, who are some of, who are your favorites to come out of the East and the West? I, I It's so hard to... Be definitive. No, no, no. no. I'm going to say Celtics and Bucks. like anytime they're at the United Center, anytime the Bulls play them, you just look at them like they are going to be okay. a championship team. So I think I'm going with the Celtics um, coming out of the East. I'm looking at the standings right now. Um, 76ers, they could make it interesting as well, but, uh, I kind of like the Kings then for the Western conference. They were kind of the sleepers going into the season and now what the Kings to come out of the West. I like it though. Oh, you like it. Okay. I mean, they're, they're in the third spot right now in the Western conference. Um, sun's behind them. Nuggets in one Grizzlies in second. Why not? Kings. (laughs) Book it. <laughs> Book it. I'm gonna make a futures bet now. <laughs> bet, bet the, the the parlay of the Kings and the Celtics in the NBA Finals that will pay you a ton of money. So hey, look at what just happened in the NCAA tournament. I, like I know that. that's totally different. I'm here for it. But anything could happen in these crazy games. Listen, I'm here for it. I made a another bet today that I'm hoping cashes. I rarely like to put. I'm not gonna say the amount of money, but I, I really like to put a lot of money on just straight bets. You know me, I like to parlay. I know. But Maybe I, you are different in that way. Very different. <laughs> but I bet the Houston Rockets to beat the Charlotte Hornets. They're up by six. Okay. And if they win, let's just say my kids are going to have a good Easter. Wow. That's all. Awesome. I love your kids. If they, they, if have they a lose, good though, regardless. if they lose, though, I'm literally just buying a dozen of eggs <laughs> and just making them. Some eggs, eggs are expensive, though. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's, that's the low end. That's the floor. All right. About to get up out of uh, here. Uh, Got to thank my producer today, Tyler Ferengal. Give me some, give me some wrap up music. I always feel better when I hear wrap up music. Yeah, it lets like me know that. that I'm on my way home. You know. Well, I'll be here holding it down. That's my point. You're gonna be here, and I get to go home. That's why it makes we have me feel one good. player prop: Reggie Bullock. Okay. <laughs> what? Ten eight, points. Eight and a half. Oh, eight and a half. We points? might just go with Reggie. Eight and a half. I feel like he'll score ten. He's a he's a walking bucket right, with his nice, there we go. His cool hair. All right. Uh, again, shout out to Todd Ferengal. Shout out to the entire crew that's about to be taking care of you for this Bulls game. Chuck Swirsky, Alyssa Bergamini, Bill Wennington, Tyler Buterball, and the entire gang that's going to be here. seems like there's a ton. All right? So, Bulls, Dallas Mavericks, coming up after this. Mi gente, my people. Hasta la próxima. Until next time, I am Gabe Ramirez, and this is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.